We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. Hey everyone, this is Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant, and you are listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, which is a Rotoviz podcast. Each week, I am joined by an NFL beat reporter or insider to break down one of the biggest games on the NFL slate. And in week 11, there is only one game that we could possibly talk about, and that is the Monday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. On this week's show, we are thrilled to have Ryan Tracy, who covers the Chiefs for the Locked On Chiefs podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at RyanTracyNFL. He is going to be breaking down the Chiefs-Rams battle for us. We're going to examine what the defense of both teams must do is slow down these high-flying and explosive offenses, where running back Kareem Hunt ranks among the top RBs in the NFL, and if quarterback Patrick Mahomes will ever slow down from this historic pace in his first full year as Chiefs starting quarterback. After the conversation with Ryan, I'll take a few minutes and I'll recap what we discussed using some of the Rotoviz apps and which help us dive deeper into the game. For those of you who don't know, remember Rotoviz is a sports data analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Please go to rotoviz.com to check out the site and be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass as we head into the end of the season here at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. 
For this game, the Rams are a three and a half point home favorite. Remember, the game has moved from Mexico City now to Los Angeles, and they have a minus 105 money line. There is an amazing 63 point over under on this game. 63 points. The Chiefs are nine and one. They're atop the AFC West. The Rams are nine and one, and they're atop the NFC West. Both teams looking not only to win their division, but to secure that all-important home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Rams, Chiefs, this is the game of the year in the NFL, Monday Night Football. So let's get right to it and hear what Ryan has to say about the game. Please welcome to the show Ryan Tracy, who's the host of the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And of course, please follow his great YouTube channel, RGR on YouTube. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. He always gives us great insight here on the Kansas City Chiefs. He joined us on the team preview series for the Chiefs, and he is back today on the fantasy football beat. And he is the only person that we should get on to talk about what is the NFL game of the year, the Chiefs and the Rams on Monday Night Football. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? You know, I'm hanging in. It's been an interesting season to this point yeah interesting is the word it's been exciting i'm sure and of course this is the game of the year we're not going to be in mexico city watching this uh so we have the chiefs heading out to the rams Chiefs with a fantastic year so far ryan and, and you talked in the team preview series we talked about mahomes we talked about kareem hunt you thought he was going to have a very strong year and validate his rookie season and he has but talk about it so far i mean the chiefs are, are nine and one they're sitting at the top of the division i mean just a fantastic year so far it really has gotten off to a very good start uh, to the point that Patrick Mahomes has made me look a little bit silly for underestimating him as much as I did preseason. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been incredible. And Andy Reid there, they had to change at offensive coordinator with Eric Bieniemy, but now you know they head into this game on Monday night. I, how are they doing injury wise? Uh, I, I think that with Sammy Watkins and Anthony Hitchens, looks like both will be available unless you hear otherwise uh, for Monday night's game. So how are they looking uh, injury wise, and are they ready and at, at full strength here for this big game with the Rams? Full strength is is quite a long shot. They are still missing. Uh, key components on both sides of the ball, although Sammy Watkins and Anthony Hitchens uh, appear to be at least on the road to be uh, available for Monday night. Um, the Chiefs are very kind of coy with what limited practicing means uh, and has a wide variability on that particular term. So uh, we won't really know until probably Monday, and that will confirm that. But what we've seen is that uh, on the offensive side of the ball, the the lack of Sammy Watkins doesn't necessarily uh, slow the offense down as much as makes it have to change. Uh, we saw a little bit of a slowdown last week against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. They have a good pass defense, but not a formidable foe. Um, there were some other extenuating circumstances going on around the quarterback, but Sammy Watkins does bring a unique ability to this offense. Uh, and his playability is, is going to be a good question mark. If not, you're going to see them rely on things. Uh, hopefully a lot more Hunt. Hunt has been really the second part of uh, this offense has evolved into pass first, pass as often as you can, uh, and then hammer home with Hunt. I think that might switch a little bit because of the way the Rams defense uh, defends the run. I expect to see a little bit more of him. Um, but that is all dependent on the offensive line. And really the, what's missing is that the Chiefs are missing two starters along that offensive line, both the center and the right guard. And they've had capable fill-ins, uh, but they are down a couple of guys. The, the primary backup went down uh, this, his second game. And so now they're under their third-string center, uh, their third-string right guard. And they're piecing it together, but that was the problem area last week against those Cardinals uh, because of the twists and the way the defense attacked that particular position. And on the other side of the ball, uh, they have a lot of young guys taking over for Anthony Hitchens. 
uh, in his absence, he still has uh, severely bruised ribs. So he, his availability may be there, but his effectiveness may not. So you're going to see Ben Neiman in most likely starting uh, in on the perceived running downs, uh, better against the run than using pass coverage. And they have a young guy named Dorian Daniel, uh, draft deck last season that's really playing the coverage part of the inside linebacker spot in the nickel uh, very, very well. And I, I expect them to use him heavily to try and corral Todd Gurley. Um, but really the, the big question, and I'm getting a lot of it, which uh, is that this is still a Chiefs team that has their best defender unavailable. And without Eric Berry, you're seeing a lot of young safeties get playing time uh, and try to make up for that. So to say that they are injured on both sides of the ball is, is an accurate statement. Yeah, and of course, uh, the challenge has been now with the way the schedule was supposed to go, the NFL has scheduled the bye week for both Kansas City and the Rams, of course, to be week 12. So they're at the disadvantage right now in comparison to a lot of the teams that they have gone now 11 consecutive games. So I would think once you get through this, that bye is something that they're lo- looking forward to to get everybody healthy here as they really make their push. So I, I would think that it's it's probably been doubly difficult in that respect. On the offensive side of the ball, the Chiefs have a ton of playmakers. Mahomes has been phenomenal this year. Kareem Hunt, solid as ever, just tremendous as well. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Watkins does add an interesting dimension to that offense. If we go back to the October 28th game against the the Broncos, Watkins had that big game, 107 yards receiving. Talk about his importance. I mean, when he's on the field, I just think that it's, it's impossible to cover all these offensive options. It, it really is impossible, and it, it's pick your poison at that point. And the Broncos are very familiar because of, of how often they play this team. And so they realize taking away Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are probably your top two options. But the interesting thing about what Watkins has been able to do is that he's not as one-dimensional as you've seen him used in, in years past. He's really running uh, a much more complete route tree in opposite of – Tyree kill. And that balance is, is what works for both of them. And I think when teams consciously try to take away Tyree kill uh, and, and keep a spy on Kelsey, it just leaves that, that other option open so much so that Sammy can get behind you with his speed. Uh, he can certainly play the high ball. And really my favorite part is when he uses his body to good effect, uh, using that bigger body, running slants, running pivot routes. We saw him score, uh, against those Broncos in a really nice route where he's he's got the nuance coming onto his game where he can settle down into his zone, draw a defender to him, and accelerate away. And that's really, I think, the difference that we're seeing in the number two receiver this season versus seasons past. I think a big key on defense here for the Chiefs is, of course, going to be against the run. They are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs this year. And, of course, you're you're facing pretty much the best in the NFL in, in Todd Gurley. What do you think the defense plan is going to be here with Bob Sutton? Because the Chiefs are going to score in this game. You know, Rams' Wade Phillips has a solid defense there. But especially against the pass with some injuries in their secondary, I, I can't see a way that the Rams are going to hold this offense down. So how are the Chiefs going to address the, the Gurley situation? I think that's really a key here. If they can somehow contain him, that's a huge advantage for them on Monday night. It is. And I think Bob Sutton's a little bit of uh, a guy that likes to stay within his his zone. I don't think that he's going to make enormous adjustments. He is going to try to get his players, particularly the interior defensive linemen and the linebackers, to play more disciplined, uh, to take on 
physical blocks better to get those splits. Uh, they have a couple of nose tackles that I think can, can do the job. And Xavier Williams, as well as Derek Naughty, another rookie, uh, who can take on doubles and, and occupy those guys, leaving the linebackers to do their job. The Chiefs so far this season in run defense, a lot of it has been uh, basic fundamentals of maintaining gap integrity, uh, and queuing quickly enough. There's, there's a lot of mental juggling going on on this defense. So what I would like to see them do uh, is take a cue from the Seahawks last week and try to cover up those three interior offensive linemen and at least get into the B-gaps uh, with a nose as well and try to take away that inside run. I think what they are going to do uh, is really just settle down and allow Todd Gurley to get yardage, uh, try to contain him from making, breaking big chunk plays, uh, and really try to corral him in the pass game. This team is definitely more worried about the pass and is, is apt to let you run on them without thinking that it's going to be something that they can't uh, come back with because of the offensive firepower. If you flip back on your side of the ball, of course, this is probably maybe the only game in which Kareem Hunt may be viewed by the general public as the second best running back on the field. He's had another incredible season, 13 total touchdowns, second in the NFL to Gurley, and the last few games he's been on fire, pretty much from week four on, we're talking about roughly, Ryan, give or take, at least 100 total yards and his touchdowns. If you just look, and even last week he did not have one against Arizona, but just looking at it before, it looks like a lot lottery number one two one 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 three one three uh, has, what has hunt done this year has he gotten even better than we thought he was going to be i mean he was so great last year led the league in rushing but what has he improved on because he's even taking it to another level that i think is going somewhat under the radar because of Gurley's incredible season uh, and i agree with you Gurley is having an incredible season taking that attention and now tomorrow what he's available to do takes a little bit of of the attention away as well i think the big thing that i've noticed is that Kareem Hunt's better catching out of the backfield this season. Uh, You see him doing more, getting looser, settling down into spots where he can make the most of those passes. Uh, And I think that's the big thing. He is looking at uh, an offensive line that is about on par with where he was last season. Uh, He still has that incredible contact balance so that he is able to move through tackles, uh, not just make people miss, but power through contact. And that continues to be his thing. But I will say this, the biggest thing when you watch him on film is that the aggression that the Kareem Hunt is running with, uh, attacking defenders, trying to draw that contact, uh, much like you saw with some older backs in, in Walter Payton and those kind of things where the contact was part of his weaponry. He wasn't just trying to avoid it. So I think that's uh, a more aggressive and more uh, mean running Kareem Hunt is a good thing for this team. And another weapon for you, of course, is Tyreek Hill. And full disclosure, you know, Tyreek was so efficient last year, had all of those touchdown catches that were long catches, 30 yards or more. You know, there was some speculation. Can he repeat that? Is he going to, ha- is he going to regress? I mean, he has picked up where he's left off. Again, he's getting open in all three quadrants of the field. Of course, last year he was super efficient with Alex Smith. Mahomes has come in and, and has been just as good. I mean, talk about that connection with Mahomes and Hill. You know, Mahomes is on a, on a record setting pace for a first full year as a starting quarterback. And Hill has really developed into a three quadrant receiver. That's one of the top receivers in the league. He really has. And it's, it's against defenses that know that they have to take him away. The big thing for Tyreek Hill this year is that he's, he's learned to run better routes. He's learned to understand what his quarterback is seeing and what he has to see in order to get him the ball. 
Um, for as many of the long touchdowns as you see, you also see a lot of deep passes where he's splitting defenders, coming up with, with grabs in windows that last season you didn't see him get into. Um, it's one thing to have that breakaway speed and hit the long ball, but when he's settling down in front of defenders and still trying to make them miss, I think that's an evolution of what we're seeing from Tyree Kill. And I, I think it's also uh, a big chunk is, is that the, the total package, like we said earlier, uh, having Sammy Watkins on the field with Travis Kelsey. Now you have, you have a three-pronged attack on every single play that is just pick your poison, and I think that's also helping him. But the quarterback himself being able to make plays out of nothing, uh, especially outside of the pocket, is something that the two of them seem to be very in sync on. Uh, they have a good relationship off of the field, uh, and I think that's very important as well. Like the chemistry seems to be there, which is pretty remarkable for a, a first-year starting quarterback. And Ryan, we appreciate a few minutes here. Uh, this is the game of the year. You have the Rams, who are third in the league with 33 points per game. You have the Chiefs, who are second in the league with 35 points per game. So this promises, at least on the surface, to be a shootout. The game has now been moved to L.A., so now we're looking at a game that, that has a home field advantage with the Rams. The spread, of course, is only three and a half because this is potentially a Super Bowl preview here. So I'll put you on the spot. You know the Chiefs better than anyone inside and out. Now they got a road game, but it's a huge game with, with uh, home field advantage implications for the playoffs. How do you see it turning out here between the Chiefs and the Rams on a fantastic Monday night football game? You know, I, I think the hype has gone into this so much so that I think both the defenses are aware. There are some other extenuating circumstances. A couple of former Chiefs are playing for the defense uh, in Los Angeles. And I have a feeling that things buckle down a little bit more. I, I know their averages are so high, but I don't see it really being much more than a, a 31-30 type game, 31-28, somewhere in that range. Uh, I think they can keep it down below 35 for both teams, although <laughs> – that's still a heck of a scoring output. Uh, but right now, I think overall, as I look at it, as the day goes on, uh, I'm going to call it 35-31 for the Chiefs. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, the over-under 63, I'll be talking about that in a minute when we review what you said. But uh, you don't see many over-unders in the 60s, that, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Folks, we thank, we thank Ryan Tracy, a fantastic job on the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Please follow him on Twitter, Ryan Tracy NFL, and of course the RGR YouTube channel, which is great as well. He's a great follower, knows the Chiefs inside and out. You could be looking at this year's NFL world champion, so certainly follow him. We'll be paying attention, Ryan, on Monday. Thanks for a few minutes here. Just a, just a fantastic game, and we'll all be sitting back getting our popcorn ready. <laughs> thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That was Ryan Tracy, who covers the Chiefs for the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Please follow him on Twitter at RyanTracyNFL. And don't forget to check out his YouTube site, RGR Football. In just a moment, I'm going to dive deeper into what Ryan said using some of the many great apps on rotaviz.com. But just a quick reminder, you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you get exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning video show where we answer all your fantasy football questions. Patreon start at just $6 per month and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts for just $6. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access our premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high-quality, industry-leading programming. Please remember Rotoviz Radio on Patreon.
So we thank Ryan Tracy from the Locked On Chiefs podcast for joining us. And certainly this is the game of the year in the NFL. Rams and Chiefs, both with only one loss playing at L.A. Now that it's moved from Mexico City, explosive offenses, successful coaches, stars galore all over the place. This is going to be a great game. Now, we talked about some of the injuries here. And Ryan brought up the Chiefs are not at full strength. They're missing alignment on both sides of the ball. Of course, that's going to be an issue for them, but they have been able to score because of the creativity of Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes has been tremendous this year. Kareem Hunt has had a solid, solid touchdown year, and he's been able to produce both in the running and the passing part of the offense. Tyreek Hill has proved that he is not a flash in the pan. He proved that last year, all those feast or famine weeks that he had with those long touchdowns, that is just something that that is part of his game, but it does not define him. This year, he's been fantastic in all three phases. Ryan talked about how his route running has gotten better. And of course, you have Travis Kelsey, who at this point may be, if not the best, one of the top two tight ends with Zach Ertz in the NFL and has been a huge fantasy producer. And on the Rams side of the ball, Jared Goff has been tremendous. The former first overall pick has really blossomed here under Sean McVay. And he's been able to use the creativity in that offense. And he's been not just a game manager. He's been able to be a very, very strong quarterback. You have Todd Gurley, who is the best running back in the NFL right now. You know, it's amazing. I remember the beginning of the year, I talked about Gurley having a solid year. And I certainly had him in my top four or five running backs fantasy-wise end of season. But I just did not think he was going to repeat because no running back had repeated as the top fantasy running back since Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006-2007, but sure enough, he has, and he's going to. Just a tremendous running back in all phases. So certainly, if you're talking about Gurley and you're talking about Hunt, they're going to produce and they're going to have big, big games. That's what you would expect. Patrick Mahomes has been outstanding. Goff has been very solid as well. The only injury here that's really major, it looks like Sammy Watkins is going to play, is of course the loss of Cooper Cup. And that's something that we have to explore here because Josh Reynolds, who actually has been solid and somebody that also in the fantasy community have always touted and thought they could be very, very strong here. Reynolds could be a producer as a wide receiver three, but he's not the same as Cooper Cup, who's particularly effective in the red zone. But if we're going to use the Game Splits app, many great apps here on Rotoviz, Game Splits app, and we take a look at how the offense has done with and without Cooper Cup. And so far over Jared Goff's career when Cooper Cup has been there. So Cooper Cup was there last year and of course this year, and he has missed two games. There's been two games so far that Goff has played when Cooper Cup has not been in there. And because Sean McVay has been so creative in the offense and players like Josh Reynolds have been available to step in, there really hasn't been a difference. Goff is averaging 23.4 fantasy points per game with Cooper Cup and 25.5 without him. He has yet to throw an interception when Cooper Cup is not in the game. He has no interceptions. He's actually averaged two and a half passing touchdowns per game. He has averaged 30 less yards per game, 278, almost 279 with Cooper Cup and 249 without him. So he has passed for less yards, but there's a lot of weapons on this team. Brandon Cooks, of course. Robert Woods should have a really big game. In fact, that really like Robert Woods for his production to go up here when Cooper Cup is not in the game because he is a legitimate target for them and he runs a varied route tree. So uh, Cooks is the deep guy, but Woods is a guy who can line up all over the field and he's a guy who could really take advantage in the red zone of those uh, red zone targets, which Cooper Cup is so 
great at getting open and really is one of the top red zone targets in the passing game in all of the NFL. And as I mentioned before, someone that you can really look at here if he's available on your waiver wire, and he may be, is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds went against the Packers when Cooper Cup did not play. He had five targets, three receptions, two touchdowns, 42 yards. That game was at home, certainly was is worth noting there. So Josh Reynolds is a guy who can be solid, and really across the board, all of the receivers are solid here. There's not going to be an offensive player on either side of the ball that you're not going to feel comfortable playing because the defenses have struggled this year. The Rams being at home should be lights out. The Chiefs have never been stopped, no matter whether they've been home or away. They've always been able to put up points. In fact, the game last week at home against Arizona at home was really the only one where they sort of were slowed down in sort of an odd, odd situation. Everyone did well there in fantasy, with the exception of Kareem Hunt, who did not get in the end zone. Spencer Ware actually snagged a touchdown from him. But of course, you're starting Kareem Hunt. So it's wheels up here for this game. All of the offenses look great. They look like they're going to be solid. If you're looking for specifics on who you're going to play, I think obviously Mahomes you're starting, Goff you're starting, Gurley and Hunt are no no doubters. Cooks is going to start, Tyreek Hill is going to start, Travis Kelsey is. I would start Robert Woods. I would expect at least wide receiver two production from Robert Woods. And I would also be comfortable starting Josh Reynolds as a wide receiver three or a flex option. Um, in terms of how this game is going to go, it's hard with the Rams being home to go against them, but I will take the three and a half points. I think it's certainly reasonable that Kansas City can win this game. I, I would have no doubt saying that. Um, you saw that the Packers had a lot of success against them, and if, if Ty Montgomery had not fumbled that ball and Aaron Rodgers got that ball back, he could have taken them right down the field. You also had the Chargers, who went right up and down the field against them earlier this year. So I think the Chiefs are going to be able to do that as well. I think Bob Sutton will be able to dial up some stuff. And the loss of Cooper Cup, I think, is, is going to hurt slightly. So if I'm going to pick, I think it's a coin flip. So the three and a half points make the difference for me. I will take Kansas City on, on three and a half points. If I was looking for a money line bet, I would probably lean the home team with the Rams, certainly. But that's a bet I would avoid. As far as the over-under, I know what Ryan's talking about, that in games that are hyped, it tends to be the opposite. I just think these offensive coaches are, are way too creative here to have this game slow down. I, I just don't see it happening. I think both teams are going to look to score and strike quickly. So I'll take the over on the 63. It's amazing, a line of 63 and over under, right? But I have no problem. I will take the over there gladly. And I think it's going to be an explosive, explosive game. So I'll take the over. I'll take the three and a half here for the for the Chiefs. And I think it's something that is just going to be great. It's it's really an easy game to handicap fantasy wise because there's no way you're going to sit any of your offensive players in a game that has a 63 point over under. You're just not going to do it. So it's pretty straightforward. I do like Josh Reynolds, like I said. I don't think he's a tight end of consequence. I would stay away from any tight end on the Rams, of course, but you're going to play him and you're going to play him wheels up. So it's a game that we can't wait to, to look at here and we're real excited. It's going to be fantastic. Monday night football. It's a standalone game. So if you're going to bet your DraftKings or you're going to uh, be with your fan duel, this is the game that you can just load up on and really have a lot of fun. They're not going to be in the millionaire maker there on, on Sunday, but certainly you have weapons galore all over the place. If I had to sit one guy for that, I'd probably lean towards Cooks because I do think Cooks is real feast or famine. So if you're going to have to make your lineups there and you had to sit one out, I'd probably sit out Cooks and I'd go with Woods and Reynolds, of course, as my top two. But certainly I think if you have Brandon Cooks in a seasonal league, especially in three wide receiver leagues, you are going to start them. 
So we're heading to a great week 11 game here between the Rams and the Chiefs. Can't wait for it to happen. So many different podcasts coming out here in Rotoviz Radio. So make sure you subscribe to the channel on your favorite podcast app. Please follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. We'll continue to bring you these deep fantasy dives, and we are close. We are very close to the fantasy playoffs. We're heading into Week 12 next week, so certainly these are the big matchups here. This is the time to put your money where your mouth is and to make your move and win that fantasy title that you've been planning for months going back to the NFL draft in the summer to try to get a win. So stay with us here on the Fantasy Football Beat. We'll give you a deep dive into some of the big games as we move as we move forward. That's going to do it for the Fantasy Football Beat this week. I'm Mike Randall. You can follow me on Twitter at RandallRant. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.